Babe, what the fuck is going on? I'll just leave it at that. What the fuck is going on? I'll say it ten more times. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? (laughs) And I don't mean like, how's your day going? I mean like, what is happening to the life we once knew? Dramatic, perhaps. And uh, we're going to... So you've got nothing but time now to listen to me. (laughs) If only... Okay, so where to begin... Uh, I, uh, I, I started to do this yesterday, uh, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I have nothing to say here. This is, this is too big for babe. Could it be too big for babe? But then I thought maybe, uh, again, people, I have a captive audience, right? There's truly captive, maybe in your own home. Uh, and I'm just, uh, I'm a a guy who has depression. I'm a depressed guy. I've had it all my life. Depression, clinical depression, crippling at times, depression. And I have anxiety. Like, I feel like my heart's going to pound out of my chest. I can't stop my racing thoughts. I have catastrophic thinking. This is on a good day. On a good day when nothing is happening. I am a depressed, anxious person who is medicated. Uh, I And the meds help a lot, but they don't do it all. So I have a therapist, right? So on a good day, I'm a potential mess. <laughs> At any given moment, right? On a good day. And there have been some good days. Oh, the days I've had. But now we have a global pandemic. Global pandemic. Not an epi. Not a cute little epidemic. No, it's a pandemic. Every time I say pandemic to my mom, she laughs. And she thinks she thinks I made that word up. The words you... The words you choose. I'm like, mom, it's what it's called. It's a fucking pandemic. So I don't want to say global pandemic too many times, but uh, I could. I very possibly could. So um, I am uh, hoping that this podcast gives you some advice, um, pulls you out of a depression, uh, helps calm you. My my soothing voice calms the anxious person. Uh, it's helping me just by getting some of my thoughts out because I'm no expert on this kind of shit. But I do know that uh, collective trauma, we've been through it before, uh, and we'll get through it. I have a can-do attitude, um, but it's it's tough for me. I am struggling, and I don't know if any of you are struggling too, fighting off the the Babadook. Have you ever seen the movie? The Have I ever talked? Have I ever told you about the Babadook? So there's this movie. It's called The Babadook, and uh, it is about this ghoul that comes and haunts uh, a woman, a widowed woman, and her son. Uh, and this ghoul is like some turn of the century ass ghostly thing that is so terrifying to look at. And um, he is uh, insidious, and he is he is uh, his presence is is disruptive and. Um, the, at the end of the movie, you find out that she's keeping the Babadook in, spoiler, uh, she's keeping the Babadook in the basement and feeding it. So she's kind of welcomed this, this ghoul into her life permanently. And I was like, what the fuck was that about? So at the time I, I, um, IMDB used to have pages for, uh, for a conversation about a film. And I learned that the Babadook is a metaphor for, for grief, depression, uh, anxiety, whatever ails you, uh, and how the Babadook is um, always there and always going to be there. So you may as well uh, accept it. So in this case, she, she kept the Babadook uh, in the basement and actually fed it meat. So there's also this, this metaphor of like the black dog of depression, Look, look that up on YouTube. It's a little movie about how the black dog of depression or the Babadook is always it's always waiting, always waiting for a chance to come and fuck up your life. Uh, sometimes big time, sometimes just little. But uh, the Babadook is 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 back. He's back. 
There is, um, and then so just as an aside, and I don't know who this is for really, but for a while, the Babadook became kind of a gay pride icon. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I'm Baba Shook, honey. Um, if you look up Babadook uh, gay icon, you'll see all kinds of really funny, funny shit out there. Um, I don't know why, just because I don't know, disenfranchised, perhaps. Um, but the, the, this black dog of depression, this, this Babadook is, is here, is right in the, in the house. He's living here with me and he's haunting me. And I'm, I'm good during the day, um, because I have things to do. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that later in the episode, but, uh, around six o'clock at night, and it seems to come at the same time, uh, at night, uh, I get very anxious. Like my heart is racing. My hands start shaking a little bit. I have racing thoughts, um, that do not stop. I try to do like grounding exercises to stop them. Um, I think I've talked about some of those before. Um, uh, I try to uh, hold my baby. Oh, my baby. He relaxes me. He's such a chill little baby. Uh, listen to him breathe. Um, you know, lots of the ways to, to get rid of the anxiety. But a lot of times, just I got to go to sleep. So the anxiety is too too great. So there have been a few nights where I've been like, I'm out. I got to go to bed uh, and start this all over again. So um Here's the thing. I don't see this ending <laughs> anytime soon. I really don't. I feel like uh, this could go on for months, months. I'm I'm uh, I'm known in the house now to say that word to Eric when he's like freaking out about something months, babe. This could last for months. Some you hear everything from it's you know what, back to normal on the 29th of April. Uh, Some say, I heard someone say May 15th. (laughs) Okay, that sounds good. Then I hear summertime, end of summer, it's coming back in the fall. It's going to be 18 months. It's going to be two years before two years. So months is something I say a lot at home. And also, I'm not going to make it. (laughs) I know it sounds fatalistic, but um, yeah, there are there are moments where I feel like yeah, I I cannot do this I can't I can't do it to to quote uh, a friend uh, she had said I get my energy from moving through this world and uh, I think it was my friend Aaron from grade school Aaron d- did you say that and I'm the same way um, I get my energy from interaction and moving through this world um, I crave it. Although I have craved alone time, which I also don't have uh, any of that. And we'll get to that later in the episode, too. Uh, but I, um, I get my energy from, from moving through the world. And now we're, we're not allowed to move through the world. It's, it's really fucked up. Um, so I am losing energy and I'm losing patience. And I am not as fun as I thought I was. Uh, I'm not the dad I thought I was. Uh, all those things. So... We're going to kind of review what's happened <laughs> and then just uh, tr- try and not get so depressed that we don't get out of bed. That's the, the goal. Because when I was really uh, in the, my worst depression uh, about seven years ago, I didn't get out of bed for anything. I had no reason to get out of bed. I um, didn't shower uh, for for a long, I, I don't want to say weeks, but maybe weeks, Um and at some point you, you, you know how like you can drink yourself sober. Like, I think I like filthed myself clean. <laughs> like my hair got so dirty that like it came out the other side and ended up clean. I don't know how it happened or like I really smelled bad. And then it kind of like went through a, some sort of portal and then I smelled fine because how can you really go for weeks without like deteriorating? Um, but I actually lost muscle tone, um, in my legs. It was, I, it was hard to walk. That's how long I was in bed for. Um, and this was on a good day. This is when there wasn't a global pandemic, uh, that was killing thousands of people a day. Oh, okay. So that's good. So now, now what's happening is there's a trigger, right? There's this trigger. There's this constant um, news being fed the news through social media, through the actual t- televised news from the paper. Anybody read the paper? No. Uh, but um, yeah, it's just it's just a lot. So 
we kind of went from at the beginning of March. Um, I remember having lunch at Nontastic with a good friend, and um, we. I'm like, can we hug? Do we still hug? And we. He's like, I'm gonna hug you if it's the last thing I do. So we hug. We were joking about it, not realizing that hugs would cer- soon be out of uh, out of the question. But uh, it was around, I don't know, March 7th, 7th, 8th. uh, And I was gearing up for Eric to work at Hello Dolly. Um, He was going to do costumes. Oh, and the costumes for Hello Dolly were just beautiful. They were real candy colored, vibrant. The hats. um, I think there was a milliner on tour. And and, uh, Hello Dolly, uh, I was getting ready to take care of both boys, which was a challenge. But I was going to meet that challenge while Eric was doing what he loves at um, the gloriously restored Shays Buffalo Theater, our um, our uh, the 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 house that um, the the Broadway tours come to, if you're not from Buffalo. So anyway, um, Eric had two nights at Hello Dolly, and then guess what? It was goodbye Dolly. They not only canceled the. Um, the show for the rest of the run on a, on a Thursday, maybe um, they canceled the rest of the tour. I'm like, well, this is this must be serious. Uh, huh. I'm sure that nothing else will get canceled. Uh, and then they shut all of Broadway down. Like so slowly, like Broadway with as Broadway goes, so goes the world in my big gay life. And then schools uh, were closed over the weekend. There was this, okay, schools are closed. And then um, then work, the workplace, you couldn't have but 25% of your workforce and then 100% of your work. So I'm telling you what you already know, but just like day after day, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse until we hit what I call scorched earth. <laughs> so to me, we're at that now. And I think it could get, it could get worse, but um, scorched earth, meaning like you only go out for the essentials, right? Grocery shopping and uh, pharmaceuticals. But I also add diaper and formula to those things. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you, you don't get near any people. Speaking of people, I have two parents who are ailing. They're fragile and they're elderly. And at first they were saying, this really hits the fragile and the elderly hard. Um, I consider myself a caregiver, but they have other caregivers as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so who's vulnerable? And it's funny because they don't even think they are among the frail and elderly. It's not applied to them. But if you look in the dictionary under frail and elderly, it's a picture of Sean Grace Doyle um, with their walkers tangled sometimes their the legs of their walkers get tangled they have they each have their own walker and then they have a walker they use as a table <laughs> and i think it was stolen from their church too it, it's it's labeled saint amelia's but anyway um my parents uh were like can you bring us some some lunch and i was like yeah i can't come in and they're like, oh, you can come in. That's it's fine. I'm like, Mom, if my kids are sick and I don't know it uh, and I come in and I get you sick, if I killed my own parents, Jesus Christ, I would never forgive myself. So um, you don't realize how much you want to hug your mommy until you can't hug your mommy. And she's like, we can hug. And I said, Mom, are you even watching the news? And she said, well, what's going to touch our cheeks? And I said, Mom. The cheek is the most dangerous part of the body, which she actually believed. <gasps> cheeks. Uh, so cheeks can't touch, can't hug my parents. They're doing well. Um, they're, they have three thermometers now. Uh, they have all the toilet. Do you know? Uh, I can't. Well, I'm going to tell you. They claim that they go through a roll of toilet paper a day. What? Oh, my God in heaven. So anytime I see toilet paper, I buy it and then I put it at their front door. Hello. Um so anyway, we can't. Um, how did I get on this? Oh, I can't see my parents. Right. OK, so that's a trigger. Um, dying is also a trigger, too. Like if I get it and die, that'd be bad. If my husband gets it and dies, that'd be bad. I can't do it alone. And if one of my children 
got sick and I, I'm not even going to say the words. I put a curse. I would put a curse on it. And then I'm thinking, oh, think of that guy who talked about like the people on his bus uh, coughing and how he said, you got to take this shit seriously. And in two weeks he was dead. I'm like, are they going to like unearth my podcast and be like, isn't that funny? He, he did this podcast and in two weeks he was dead. And you may say, Sean, don't talk like that. But this could actually happen, right? racing thoughts. So uh, I'm, I don't want anyone to die. And now everybody is dying. Remember my podcast episode, Please Don't Die. Now look what's happening. Everybody's dying. So uh, at this writing, <laughs> my, uh, it's not even funny. I don't know why I laughed. At this uh, recording, uh, I am healthy. My husband is healthy. Jackson is healthy. Francis is healthy. Sean and Grace are healthy. This is my my world. I make everybody take their temperature twice a day. Uh, And I actually threatened to take Jackson's temperature rectally because I didn't think putting it under his arm or under his mouth was accurate. And I keep thinking that these thermometers aren't accurate, right? Like he could have a fever of 105 and this fucking thing. I've been like driving around a Rite Aid trying to get batteries for, for thermometers that I think don't work because that's, I'm just going crazy. So, um, Eric's like, don't do it. Cause he'll like it. And then he'll want you to do it all the time. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's super fun. Right? Oh my God. A rectal temp. He's too old. But anyway, uh, our temps are low. We have no cough at this time. We have no uh, shortness of breath, dizziness, fatigue, whatever. They keep adding new symptoms. Uh, so, so we're in this holding pattern. But for the first uh, two weeks, I was, uh, I'm lucky. I'm so lucky that I can work from home. Uh, I'm able to work from home. Uh, I, can, I have my, my work uh, computer, and we have a phone, an app, where that when the work phone rings, it rings on our phone. And then we can uh, get a call transferred to us. Uh, so um, I was at the dining room table and the boys were making pancakes and making eggs and playing. And I was like p- kind of part of it. But um, I'm not bragging, but my kids are they're fucking crazy about me, especially Jackson. Um, I, I, when I appear, he goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so happy that that it's I still have that effect on him. But to sit at the dining room table and talk to somebody who's interested in adoption while your f- adorable four year old is like, please play with me, daddy, please, please. I, I, I was breaking my heart to say, no, I'm working. Look at me. I'm working. This is me at work. Right. I work at home now because of the germs. And uh, so Eric said, I have an idea. Why don't you work? Why don't you go up to the attic and work? And I'm like, oh, okay. So you, you think sending a depressed person to the attic <laughs> every day is a good idea? Babe. He got babed hard on that one. But then I thought, mm, I guess I could try it. So our attic is, uh, it's like the, the attic in the haunted mansion. <laughs> There's uh, lots of headless grooms and a, a bride with a beating heartbeat. Uh, it's scary up here. It's, there is one little like part that they tried to, probably in 1905, uh, tried to wallpaper. and there. So I'm in that area. There's a window in here. But it's, it's ramshackle, to say the least. Uh, so I brought a, a, a TV tray up uh, for my computer. And then the first day I was up here, um, I didn't bring a... I thought, Jackson will notice if I bring a dining room chair to work with me. <laughs> so uh, I uh, made a makeshift... There was a, a bin of, of Christmas decorations uh, up here, and uh, I just sat on that. I thought, this is perfect. So I'm on a Zoom call with a potential client, and I, 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 it buckled, and I sunk down into the decorations. <laughs> I was too heavy for the bin. So I was like, oh, fuck. So uh, I, I dug around the dark attic. There's one light in here. And uh, I found a piece of wood. So I put the piece of wood on the bin. And I'm like, yeah, now I'm really, I'm living large. So um, I forgot we have patio furniture on our front porch, and uh, which is pretty nice. Wrought iron. So I brought a chair up. So now I have a chair. I really wanted a cushion, but, uh, you know. I can't get that lucky. So I here's what I do. I so here's some advice. This is where we get into some advice. Um, bathe, bathe, take a shower, take a bath. 
Um, oh, I feel so much better when I do. I, I, I don't love showering. It's not like I'm in this oasis of pleasure. Like some people love to shower. Um, but it's nice to come out clean. Uh, and so I bathe and then I put on clothes. Now I don't, <laughs> I don't usually dress from the hips down. I'll wear like uh, sweatpants or shorts or something, but I'll put something on that's decent for Zoom, right? Because you're, you know, if you are on a call um, and then I'll do, uh, I'll actually blow dry my hair and put product in it. So now is a time to stock up on some product. I, I got some Aveda, which is great. Um, I actually found this uh, pomade uh, made by a company called Rudy's, which is really good. And then I've got some Kiehl's for, for the face uh, that smells really good. And so um, I'm not saying I do this every day, but it makes me feel better when I get up at a certain time, like I got somewhere to go, the attic, and then I bathe and then I put this shit in my hair blow it dry. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can always tell like with me as a depressed person, like the lower my hair, the more the Babadook is lurking. Like if I haven't bothered to, to zhuzh it up and make it tall, um, you know, something is something wrong. The more product I put in my hair, the better I am. If I put beard oil in, you know, I'm, I'm in a super good mood. Um, but then I, um, I walk out the front door uh, I kiss my babies goodbye and I have my laptop and stuff in a bag and uh, I walk out the front door and then guess what I do? I sneak to the side door where Eric has already, he's set the stage, he's already opened the side door. So I quietly <laughs> go in, I, I am not quiet at all. The stairs are very old and they're loud. Eric actually texted me, babe, too loud. Really? Fuck you. <laughs> um, so I go up this, the stairs uh, past the neighbors. I had to tell them I'm up in the attic working. And then, and then I go up to the attic. I take off my coat and I get to work. And this is so great that I can work from home. I can work. I can do uh, everything that I could do in my office except talk to humans uh, from the attic. So I'm talking to clients, I'm talking to people who are hoping to adopt, I'm, I'm entering data, I'm doing phone calls, I'm doing Zoom calls. I'm super busy up here. Don't bother me, I'm in the attic. Uh, and then, um, but I always feel like I hear screaming. <laughs> so I'll text Eric and I'll be like, did I hear some, is the baby screaming? Did I hear screaming? I thought I heard a man scream. <laughs> He's like, no, no screaming. I'm like, but you do, you hear that, right? That's screaming. Sometimes my breathing sounds like screaming, but I keep thinking that it's fucking bedlam. It's DEFCON 1 downstairs. Uh, they're never going to make it without me. Uh, Eric can't handle it. But you know what? He's doing so great. He's doing great. He's great. Uh, we don't have a schedule. I tried to make a schedule um, out of construction paper and little Velcro strips, but I put the Velcro on wrong so that... They, they're not going to stick right. And I said, you know what? Fuck this. I hate this schedule. Um, but it was like to have them be able to on the hour change what they're doing so that they have, you know, we're going to go outside now, an hour of TV, an hour of homework. But you know what? I'm not that guy. I'm not that fucking guy. I am. I'm uh, there used to be FOMO, fear of missing out. And now there's like fear of I'm the worst homeschooling dad ever because I don't we're not doing science projects we are not uh, learning a new language here we are not um, I saw somebody post my kids love to eat out so I'm turning the dining room into a restaurant fuck off I'm not doing any of that um, if we get outside and blow bubbles we're lucky we have watched the movie onward 17 times I cry every time, but the movie's only been out since the second and today's April 8th. So guess what? We're trying so hard um, to 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 do it all. But I'm just not that guy. But Eric is doing so I'm in the attic, so I'm not doing any of that. So Eric is on a schedule and um, I, I, I'm I'm buying Jackson all kinds of shit to do outside. I bought him a scooter and a helmet. I bought him a, like a little starter balance bike. Um, what else can I get this kid? A fucking a petting zoo? Like I want him outside. Uh, I don't want him inside watching TV all day. But again, we're not here making fucking salt maps of Machu Picchu or, or uh you know, uh, learning to, to appreciate French cinema. 
although that is an option. But he's four, and four is a shitty age for a quarantine. If he were five, maybe, or six, it would be a little different. If he was a teenager, maybe it would be different. And Frankie, you know, life just rolls on for him. It's just uh, a fantasy of formula, being changed, having um, having lotion put on, and uh, sleeping, and laughing with me. So I was saying my kids fucking love me. So Jackson is like... So I come home for lunch and he's like, daddy's home. Not knowing that daddy is a, a fucking liar and is up in the attic the whole time. Can he hear me now? Oh, God. I keep texting Eric. Can you hear me? I know you can hear me. Uh, but no, they they can't hear me. Uh, although, again, I'm doubting myself. They hear me. Um, and then Frankie, he adores me. You should see how he follows me with his eyes. He'll crank his head back just to get a glimpse of me. My children make me feel like a fucking celebrity, and I love it. So when I go down for my lunch, um, I get to see these sweeties. And, of course, Babe, um, who's looking for a break, right? Like, Sean's back, so can I do something? Um, But I'm on lunch. I'm working hard for the money up here. So I'm like the Donna Summer of this attic. Huh. And um, so I come back up and I work till five and uh, I get a lot of shit done. I'm actually people are registering to to become clients, which I can't believe during this during this time. Uh, but how great to focus on something so positive. Um, but then I go downstairs and now my there's no structure. So uh, it's like pretending like it's my old life, except I'm going to the attic. So getting dressed, I will tell you this. And if you judge me, I don't care. I go to Starbucks in the morning in the drive through and I get my coffee treat and I am unapologetic because it's the last vestige of my of my old life. Um Slowly, the Starbucks close to me started closing. Like the one on Elmwood Avenue went to just mobile orders only. Uh, no, and they took all the furniture out. And I'm like, oh, scorched earth. This is the worst. And then they closed. So I have contacts at different Starbucks around town. Uh, and I found out the one on Delaware Avenue, the drive through was open. So I would go there, which is about five minutes away. Um, but the line was out onto Delaware Avenue and people were getting into fights in their car. I saw a man get out of his car in line at Starbucks in the drive through line and take a lanyard full of keys and start hitting another fucking car with it. Like r- rage for, for a Starbucks drink. Um, there were many fights and the staff probably ran out of patience or ran out of, of espresso. Then that one closed. So the only one open now is near my parents' house, which is 20 some minutes away. The first day I drove out there, I said, this isn't going to let I can't be driving out here every day. But guess what? I do. And uh, it takes me 20 minutes to get there. I'm usually in line for about a half an hour. So I leave an hour before I start work. Um, and then uh, I get my delicious drink. I love my drink. I I I, I used to uh, uh, it used to be so easy just to get this drink, and uh, you know it's an espresso drink. It's an iced. Amer- Would you like to know what I drink? I'm going to tell you. It's an iced americano with four pumps of mocha and a splash of nonfat milk, which is kind of like a mocha, but that's like two dollars more. So it's like I'm making a mocha out of a cheaper americano. Um, no whipped cream. That's fine. And I get Jackie a little box of Horizon organic chocolate milk. And then I come home and I'm a hero. Daddy's home. He got my treat. And then I leave for work. So um, there will come a time where this Starbucks will close as well. There have been, I guess there were cars hitting other cars and fights. So they're not open on the weekends. Uh, And so on the weekends, I make my own coffee. Um, And again, judge me if you will. I, I, I need this little bit of normalcy to keep my head above water. So I guess in the advice world is if you can safely do something um, that makes you happy in your car, uh, even just taking a drive, not getting out of the car, uh, I think is really it's healthy to get out. Right. So I'm telling you to bathe, put product, use product. Oh, I also wear, okay, so there's this company called Hawthorne where you take like a little quiz and then one of their mixologists creates a scent for you. And uh, how bougie is that, right? So, but th- apparently these scents drive 
people wild. Everybody loves them. So I, I made a little investment and I did took the survey. And it's funny because they're like, what's your drink of choice? I'm like, uh, water. Uh, so I don't sound like the most exciting person. I think that it's more of a, uh, an elite crowd that, that get like handcrafted colognes made for them. Uh, but there's, they send you two bottles, one for work and one for play. So, uh, I, they arrived work play. So I was, it was a work day. So I put work on, I'm like, oh, woodsy, nice. Um, and, and, uh, you know, kind of serious, like, Hey, I'm professional and I, I mean business. And, and so I wore my work scent and so a couple people noted like, Oh, you smell great. Oh, thank you. Just like they said that I would on in the ad. Uh, so then it was time to put on play. Now, when you are a father of a four-year-old and a four-month-old play to me, play smells like a game of Zingo (laughs) or blowing bubbles, um, eating popcorn, um, maybe the inside of a movie theater or um, the smell of bounce magic. So like play for me isn't I think by play, what the Hawthorne meant was sex. (laughs) Like turn let's turn on your lover with play, like seductive play. And I thought it was going to smell like a fucking carnival or a circus. So I put on play and was like, this is kind of sexy, right? Um, I'm not wearing this around the house. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get babe all excited. And it's weird. Like, I, I smell like I'm going to a, like a gay bar. Uh, and I'm not. Oh, I certainly am not. I am about to do Melissa and Doug bowling in the hallway with Jackson or get puked on by a baby. And I smell like I'm ready to, you know, to fuck like a rabbit. So play makes me laugh because I'm clearly I'm not the audience for for Hawthorne colognes. Uh, I don't know what they saw in my questionnaire that I filled out that made them think this this sexy scent uh, was for me. But I so if I'm so I put cologne on in the morning, too. I put work on because I'm uh, working in the attic. Uh, And uh, who knows? Maybe I'll start wearing... On the weekend, I don't put anything on. Um, But it makes me feel civilized to put on cologne for a Zoom video chat. Um, and so, so my advice is to, to, to take care of yourself the way you look and smell, I guess. Um, to go outside... Um, and, and if there's any kind of ritual, I actually considered driving to and from work and just not getting out of the car. Like I'm so routine oriented. Uh, it's, it's really, um, pretty amazing. Like how we get so wrapped up in routine. And then once all our routines are taken away from us, it's just uh, such a mind fuck. Um, and then, uh, so, so yeah. So then when I get home, that's when the anxiety hits. So I make dinner. Um, we have bath time. We watch a movie every night. And our our thing was we we're going to watch a movie that we've never seen. So that lasted a day. Um, we're trying to get Jack to watch like the Aristocats Jungle Book. But he really only wants to watch the Onward, Frozen 2 and Up. Oh, Up. The first 10 minutes of Up will rip your heart out. And I'm I'm very weepy because of the global pandemic and everybody, the thousands of people are dying every day. And I'm afraid to leave the house. I'm not afraid to go to Starbucks. I, I'm not. Um, they wear masks and they wear gloves. Um, we're not hugging and kissing. We're not coughing. Um, but I'm sure that will end too. And then, then what will I have? Hmm. So, um, I obviously have to go to the grocery store. We did instant cart, but every item that we wanted was not available. So they sent us a cheap replacement. Um, like, Hey, this hummus isn't available. How about this? This milk isn't available. How about this low end milk. Um, we don't have this. Try this cheap ass version. So I like to go to the store. I go to the Trader's Joe. That's what my mom calls it. I don't know if your parents do this. They're probably not as old as mine, but um, they add an S to everything. Barnes and Nobles, Panera's, and then Trader's Joe. <laughs> so um, when you when you get up to the door at Trader's, they um, put hand sanitizer in your hand. And then a, um, I don't know what they call them, a crew member, because it's a it's a nautical, it's a captain in, of a ship. The captain uh, or the crew member says all of the carts and um, baskets have been sanitized and they're sanitizing them before your eyes. Um, they only let a few people in at a time. Um, 
they have everything though. They've had milk and eggs, which is nice. Um, for for diapers and formula, we've been doing Target um, the drive up. She wasn't wearing gloves, but you feel guilty for even going out to get that shit. But you have to, right? Don't tell me. Um, anyway, I'll, that's another rant about the, the White House saying don't go grocery shopping. Do I hear a baby screaming? Oh, it's a car horn. <gasps> Do you hear it? See, I think everything is Frankie screaming or Jackson screaming. Listen to that. Is it my car? Oh, fuck. Hold on. Okay. It wasn't a child screaming and it wasn't my car. It was another car. So, oh, God, I'm so nervous. Um, so, uh, it, so nighttime is like we got to keep the fun going, right? Movies and popcorn every night. It used to be just Saturdays we did that. So, Poor, poor Jackson is just so uh, lost at sea. Like, where are, did all my friends go? Um, germs, we keep telling him. Uh, and, you know, I kids that are high energy, a high energy four-year-old, spirited four-year-old. Uh, oh, I read this thing. Let me, let me find this. Um, maybe this speaks to you. It's a meme, but I'm going to paraphrase it. So if you have little kids, there are, there's some shit you cannot do. You can't sit and binge watch Ozark peacefully. You can't go for a run by yourself. Not that I would. Um, you can't watch random TV during the day. You can't take a nap when you're tired. If, if I had no kids, um, well, I'd, be, I'd have to work still. But um, I would take lots of naps. But you can't do that. Um, read a book. Ha! Huh, you're not reading no book. Isolation with kids in a high physical needs phase of life which is this four, like I'm saying, four blows for a, a, a quarantine, is intense and exhausting. So there's an intensity and an exhaustion that Eric is going through mostly because he's down there all day. And I give him all the fucking credit in the world. Babe, you did it. I'm so proud of him. And he texts me pictures from downstairs and mostly of when they fall asleep. Um, when Jackson falls asleep, it's like, it's like when Dorothy opens the door in The Wizard of Oz and you go from black and white to color. You're like, oh, my God, I have three hours to do shit. This is incredible. Uh, yay. So so we're we're structuring things. And, uh, you know, going outside is tough. Uh, I There are people, again, fear of missing out has been replaced by who's the best who's the most creative like i set up little stations of fun there's here's the art station and then we do music and then we do movement yeah fuck you and then um somebody set up an obstacle course outside <laughs> again go fuck yourself i'm not i'm not setting up an obstacle course outside i want to i want to be that dad look at him he's gay he's so creative no he's not onward if you've seen Onward here, watch it. Um, and, uh, you know, we're uh, Buffalonian. So my friend Alicia and I were in New York once with our friend Amy. And um, I get silly in New York. I just love it so much. I Again, I feed off the energy. And I said something really stupid like, my God, there's, there's, um, there's excitement around every corner. I said, there's excitement around every corner. And uh, Amy said, yeah, when you get back to Buffalo, you turn the corner and the fun ends. <laughs> it's very true. And Alicia said, we don't need to be spoon fed fun on a block to block basis. We Buffalonians are a hearty people. And I loved that. So spoon feeding your kid fun on a block to block or an hour to hour basis. I want to create a heartier child, right? Figure this out. You entertain yourself. So last night we were like going to watch the jungle book and he doesn't like the look of it. So he's, he, uh, uh, resisted it and wanted to watch, um, like toy story four again, which we've seen a hundred times. And I looked him in the eye and I said, open your mind. <laughs> to the Jungle Book. Uh, yeah, we once made a group of children watch the movie The Women, <laughs> uh, which is from the 1930s. And again, open your minds. And so our minds are not open. <clears throat> we just watch the same movies over and over again. And I want to watch Tiger King. I, I hear it's, it's going to be like so passe by the time I finally get to watch it. Um, but there's no time for any of this shit. So... The evenings are tough for me. I, sh I should move away from social media. Um, getting your news from social media is 
uh, and hearing everybody's fucking opinions on things is really, I think it's damaging, but I don't want to miss anything. Like, has the is it safe now? No. Um, I, I tend to uh, have regular um, viewings of at usually around 11 a.m. Governor Cuomo comes on and then around three o'clock, my secret boyfriend, Mark Polencars, who's the Erie County executive, comes on and I watch. It's really much the same information every time. I'm just waiting for like a zinger, like you're you're in the house till November 1st or, or um, you know what? A cure was found. Like I'm waiting for like to hear something that I haven't heard before. I will not. I did. Do I hear screaming? <laughs> I swear I hear it all the time. Um, I I did twice watch the president of the United States. And what the fuck, everybody? What is that? What is going on there? Um, it, 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 it's laughable and it's horrifying. And I can't believe the people that stand around him can sleep at night. How do you sleep at night? Um so there's that. But anyway, I won't I can't watch that. It's just crazy. But um, like I find myself looking forward to, you know, 11 and three. My, I'm getting my updates. So. Um, so, yeah. And then so the other day, my um, my parents have this um, caregiver, Linda. And Linda is thank God for Linda. She does so much for my parents. And my mom called with she sounded so happy. She said, Linda took us for a ride in the car. It was so beautiful that day. And Linda, um, Linda uh, put them in the car. <laughs> Sounds awful. Uh, and took them for a ride. And I thought that was just the, the best idea. And they they drove around uh, their the town of Tonawanda where they live. And uh, they actually drove by um, their friend Marie's house and Marie came out and waved. And then I thought, oh, this is such a good idea have Linda, maybe Linda could bring my parents over. But then I thought how this reminds me of African lion safari. So you, you African lion safari was a place I was never allowed to go as a child in the seventies because we had a vinyl roof on our car. It was a, sh- uh, an Impala, I think uh, it was, it was green, like forest green and had a white or cream colored vinyl roof. If you if you can't imagine what I'm describing, that means you're young. <laughs> but the monkeys in African Lion Safari, they warned you, will tear your vinyl roof with their claws. So I would watch this African Lion Safari uh, and watch the commercial. It was in Canada. I think it still is. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll never get to go. I'm the unluckiest boy in the world. Um, but what you did was you drove through this and the animals would come up to your car and you don't open the window. You don't get out of the car. You just approach these animals, approach the car and you delight in how close they are. And I thought it would be feel too much like African fucking lion safari. If Linda drove my parents into our driveway and we came out <laughs> and just like, touched the glass like would they feed us a peanut i don't know so i just think it's a bad idea i i think it would make me cry seeing my parents through glass will make me cry um but it would be nice to have them see their grandkids i think um but do any of you remember african lines <laughs> i can still hear that song in my head um so so i miss my parents so i'm gonna wrap this up because uh i'm not making any sense but let's do glass half empty glass half full. We'll start with glass half empty. So glass half empty, we we might could die. <laughs> That's a biggie. Uh, I don't want to die. I'm afraid to die. Please don't die. Uh, I can't leave my home. And this this is big because I, I feel like we're in this like one long eternal day. Like just this day is never going to end. Months, babe. Um, I want to plan. I want to go on trips again. I'd like to go to the mall. I hate the mall, but I want to go there. Um, I want to glass half empty. I can't hug my parents, my fragile, I keep saying, and elderly parents who need me and I love them and I want to hug my mom. I can feel her. I can, I can like imagine hugging her and I can feel her back and I can feel her, her, uh, her cheek and her, her hair and I can just, um, uh, I can imagine it, but it just hurts me in my bones to not be able to hug my mother. I, I want to hug my father too, but uh, my mother, hugging a mother, there you go. That's the, that's the best thing. 
Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, glass half empty. Um, this could trigger a, a, a long depression. Uh, that's that's scary. So we're trying to avoid depression and, and calm anxiety. I feel like earlier I said I was going to teach you uh, some grounding techniques, uh, which I've done, I think, in another podcast. But a couple of them to get your mind to stop racing. Um, one is, and I'm going to fuck this up, but it's uh, five things I see. So you identify those. Uh, four things that I hear. Three things that I feel. Two things. I'm missing a sense. Sight. <laughs> what are the five senses? Sight, uh, hearing, tasting, feeling. What the fuck am I missing? Hearing? All right. So five things. <laughs> I should be editing this, but I, I'm, I'm not. I'm lazy. So five things that I see. Oh, yeah, there they are. Okay. Uh, four things that I hear. Oh, yeah. Um, three things that I feel I'm fucking it up again. Mother of Christ. Okay. I had to fucking Google it. Uh, smell. <laughs> so five things. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even know what day it is. It's just this one long day. Um, five things you can see. Four things you can hear. Three things you can feel. Two things you can smell and one thing you can taste. What do I taste right now? I taste caramelized onion hummus from Wegmans that I just had for lunch. Oh, yeah, I, I broke for lunch. Um, so also I would think of like, OK, name five Joan Crawford movies, four major airport hubs, three oceans, two big box stores and one vegetable and then. Okay, that's like super gay. So now here's another gay one. <laughs> Name five RuPaul's Drag Race contestants. Named four um, supermodels from the 90s. Name three George Michael songs. Name two Judy Garland movies. Name one fruit. <laughs> so anyway, those are five, four, three, two, one. Uh, activities that you can do to help with panic attacks, grounding, etc. Um, maybe that's helpful. But uh, sometimes you just got to go to bed if you can. Uh, go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Sometimes medication helps. Um, but yeah, I think one of the glass half empty things is I'm I'm I was loving life, guys, and now I feel like I'm really like the Babadook is is he's duck duck ducking. You got to see that movie. It's so good. Uh, and then tell me what you think. Email me. Call me. Talk to me on Facebook. Somebody please interact with me. Uh, so I guess those are some glass half empties. Glass, glass half full. Um, you being grateful for really small things like gr just the gratitude lists could go on and on. Um, if you have time to meditate, meditation, um, and I'm getting a lot of these ideas from uh, tools from my friend Kelly Livingston McCarthy, um, listening to podcasts. Brene Brown is great. Gretchen Rubin is great. Um, uh, these podcasts are are really helpful. I've been listening to my retro Walt Disney World podcast in the car. Um, I just uh, listened to an entire podcast interviewing the man who designed the acrylic pylons that were part of the Epcot fountain on opening day. So if you want to know about acrylic and uh, how it's poured, <laughs> I'm your man. But find your murder. Oh, my God. My favorite murder. Perfect. Um, what other podcast am I listening to? Um, uh, Mo Rocca has a really good um it's called Mobituaries. Uh, I could go on and on. Ask, uh, hive mind your friends and see what they're listening to. See what they're watching on, on TV. Did I talk about meditation? Yeah. Um, Headspace uh, is, I've heard, giving out free memberships or there's some free downloads of meditations. And Headspace is um, led by the adorable Andrew Puttycomb, a Brit, and he's just adorable. So, who, that's what you need. Um, the Golden Girls is always... The, I remember when the, the quarantine first 
was there was talk of a quarantine. It said like seven things for gay men to binge watch during a quarantine because there's only so many Golden Girls episodes, but you can watch them over and over again. Um, also, RuPaul's Drag Race this year is really, really good. Although there's a scandal. Um, Sherry Pie, who is uh, one of the drag queens, and she's she's really amazing, uh, was embroiled in a scandal. Just type in Sherry Pie BuzzFeed and you'll see what the scandal is. Um, but RuPaul's Drag Race has it all. It has wit. It has wisdom. Uh, you get to celebrate the girls' um, creativity, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. So what does that spell? <laughs> creativity, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Get it? Uh, but anyway, RuPaul's Drag Race, just perfect. Um, go outside. Um, think, think glass half full. We're spending more time outside um, and enjoying uh, fresh air and sunshine, um, whereas maybe we were inside um, a lot. And uh, I don't know. I, I struggle with, with glass half full. Uh, I just think it's it's setting us up for a greater appreciation. So, again, what the fuck do I know? I'm just trying to help here. Um, I, I did start and stop doing this podcast a few times and threw up my hands and said, again, is this bigger than babe? Like, I, what do I have to say during a global pandemic that's going to help people? But uh, maybe just listening to me is helpful. Maybe um, just, uh, you know, a couple of uh, laughs at some point, except for the part where I say I'm afraid to die and everybody is seems to be dying by the thousands a day. <clears throat> But, um, yeah, I think that uh, we're, we're going to be okay. We're going to make it. Just like uh, Laverne and Shirley, we're, we might just make it after all. Uh, I think that we will. But how long is it going to last? I don't know. Maybe I need to do more uh, podcasts that are, are COVID-19 friendly. Uh, because um, who the fuck saw this coming? Oh, wait a minute. Mm, the, the, the World Health Organization did and uh, somebody didn't pay attention. For, for days and days. But that's another, uh, not to get political, but holy mother fuck. It, looking at it from that aspect, we're doomed. Glass half empty. The president is a motherfucking moron. So anyway, just in case you didn't know, I thought that. Now, the big reveal. Uh, whoa. I mean, beyond. Beyond. So anyway, um, listen to, this is my 37th podcast. I feel like that's a lot for one young young man like myself, uh, alone in his his attic studio, um, who thinks he hears screaming at <laughs> intermittent uh, points in the day. Um, but just uh, hang in there. It, it really, I am. I okay. So here's what I want to say. You can email me if you want to talk about being depressed and anxious. I will help you. Um, private. My private email is, and I, people have emailed me, which I love. Um, it's Sean S H A U N seventy two I as in Island at yahoo.com. And Yahoo allegedly makes me sound old. People don't use the Yahoo and the AOL. They're more on the TikTok and the in the QB. Um. Queeby? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Oh, God. All right. I'm spinning out of control. I got to get back to work. So I love you. And please reach out to me. I'm here for you. I love to connect with people. So don't be a stranger. We're going to get through this. Months, babe. Months. All right. That's enough of that. Love you. Bye. Thank you.